This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk with Todd Edwards and Akash Gupta about the new E-Series platform. Now, with more MBME. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the studio with a couple of our E-Series folks. Uh, We have Todd Edwards. Hi. Hey, Justin. How's How's it going? It's going great. So, Todd, uh, if you could tell everyone in the audience what you do here at NetApp and uh, how to find you. Hey, Justin. Todd Edwards. I'm tech marketing engineer for the HSG organization. That's the group here at NetApp responsible for E-Series and EF-Series products. Uh, my email, Todd, T-O-D-D dot Edwards at NetApp.com. Uh, do have Twitter, but I'll tell you, email's the, the best way to find me. All right. And also in the studio with us, Akash Gupta. Uh, hi. Hey, Justin. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is my first time, so if I sound nervous, so don't get me wrong over there. But I, like Todd, uh, take part in the E and EF series organization. Um, I've been here for over three years, and I'm mostly focused on solution, uh, specifically backup and recovery. But I'll try to give you an overview on what are the other solutions we focus on. And the best way to contact me is my email. So it's Akash, which is my first name, A-K-A-S-H-G, at the rate of netapp.com. All right, and a fun fact: Akash used to sit next to me as an intern. Yeah, call it new yeah. new college intern. Um, didn't say much. Yeah, I was a little worried about him over there. <laughs> it was a big uh, team, but he's back now. He's back as he's been here a while, but he's uh yeah he came back as an E series. Yeah, yeah, thankfully we uh, managed to sneak him away from you yeah, guys. He did. It, it was a, it was a very good move on our part. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> very good move. We'll, we'll just chalk that up to um, see talent. Yeah. So. All right. It doesn't matter. Is that NetApp? And what's good for NetApp is good for everyone. Uh, speaking of that, so E-Series is a part of NetApp. Um, it is. It, even though it doesn't have the name NetApp in it necessarily, unless you say NetApp E-Series, right? So people don't realize sometimes that E-Series is one of our many products in our portfolio. Um, so we're going to cover E-Series today kind of in a brief overview. We already did an episode on this a while ago. Episode 104 was the E-Series overview episode. So if you want more detailed information about the e-series be sure to tune into that at techontappodcast.com uh, otherwise we're going to just give you a thousand foot view and just kind of give you you know the what it is and then we'll go into what it's good for uh some use cases what we don't use it for and then we'll start talking about what's new so um todd if you could give us the elevator pitch for e-series so the elevator pitch e-series it is our simple block storage product it does not have a file system it uses Uh, software above, so file systems at the OS level. It uses applications that can talk block directly to storage. So so it is that uh, very simple, very quick to bolt in uh, storage. It is very cost-effective storage, so price per gigabyte um, for throughput, price per IOP, price per per terabyte in in, uh, capacity, uh, perspective all is is excellent for e-series comes in a couple of different chassis models 2u12 2u24 uh, and then we have a 4u60 dense uh, high capacity chassis 
Um, all of those chassis, the 2U24, the 4U60 support the 5700, the, all three of them support the 2800 controllers. So it's a, it's a mix and match kind of thing. You, you learn how to put one system in and, and you can operate E-Series and integrate E-Series into your environment uh, super, super easy. Um, we support uh, SAS interface for Direct Connect. We support iSCSI interface, uh, 10 gig iSCSI on the 2800, on the 5700 and EF570, the, the new models there. Uh, we actually now support 25 gig iSCSI on, on those newer models. Also 32 gig FC, uh, 16 gig FC on the 2800 uh, entry model. Uh, and then we have a, a new uh, 100 gigabit InfiniBand on the 5700 EF570 models. Um, and those we support a, a brand new protocol, uh, NVMe over fabrics. So it's the first uh, ready-to-go NVMe uh, interface here, here at NetApp. And, um, and we're super excited about that. It goes uh, GA uh, next month. All right, cool. So that's a lot there. Um, I guess we don't have anything new to talk about. You just spoiled it. <laughs> no, no, we got lots. Of All right, cool. About. We'll talk more about new stuff. So, um, as far as you, you mentioned, simple a few times. Uh, can you kind of break that down for me? Like, what is simple in your terms for E Series? Yeah, simple um, basically means that uh, it bolts in very easily. It's got a onboard web based uh, management interface. Uh, again, you learn one model, you you know how to operate all of them. It's got a a, a really straightforward um, storage stack. So, uh, you know. Put a bunch of uh, discs together. We support standard RAID zero one five six RAID, and then we have our own uh, dynamic disc pools. Uh, a NetApp proprietary um, uh, software feature on the E series, EF series products that allows you to put a, a group of drives together and just carve out LUNs out of it and present it to hosts. Uh, again, makes it super simple to manage over time. Super simple to set it up to begin with. Uh, has some some really basic features like uh, synchronous mirroring and asynchronous mirroring to to take care of that data protection requirement. Has a very simplistic snapshot uh, feature. It's a copy on write snapshot, not like ONTAP. So again, we don't have a file system where a, a, a basic block storage will will bolt under all kinds of different uh, applications and and use cases. Akash will talk a lot more about that. But um, because we don't have that file system, we don't manage the metadata, so we don't do meta data snapshots it's a it's a full copy on write and then it's incrementals uh, over time as you you change data on the the source so a uh, different product we we don't intend to change that product we don't intend to, to put a file system there you know if you need a file system there are lots of choices in the world on tap is is one of those file systems that will set in front of e-series uh, but there are tons and tons of others out there that uh, that take advantage of that uh, that block storage and that that capability to to integrate in and a bunch of different interfaces, a bunch of different environments, a bunch of different performance and and capacity points. And and we'll talk some more about that those capacity points uh, here as we go along. So I'll assume you've set these up before. About how long end to end does it take to rack it and get it going? Um, you know, you can you can be serving data uh, easily in an hour from taking it out of the box to serving data in an hour. Nope. Do I have to drop down any CLIs or can I do this all through GUI? Uh, all through GUI. Um, yeah, you can direct connect uh, when you're installing it right there with your laptop. Uh, access the onboard GUI uh, built into the controller. So no software to download, no software to, to fire up on the laptop. Just uh, open up the browser, point it to the IP address, uh, open up the uh, the onboard management app and 
and you you go to town. It's got a, a startup wizard that helps you do the the basic settings, the host configuration, uh, alerts, um, all of that stuff is is in a wizard right in the beginning when it first fires up uh, to help walk the the user through that. So you know it doesn't take the the ten year storage professional to set this up. Maybe it's going into a a security type environment and and it's folks not familiar with storage that need to set it up. Maybe it's going into a university type environment where students or graduate students or or professors or others may be the people that are, are managing it. Uh, it's really tailored for um, it, you know the the wide range of people that that need storage these days, not just the the monster data center folks. Uh, if you are the monster data center folks, um, it also has the the more elegant integration with a full API. Uh, built-in API on board on the controllers, but also we have a, a separate web services proxy if you wanted to, to manage 100 arrays, if you wanted to have a remote team uh, stack the array and you wanted to push the config out remotely and manage it that way as a, a large enterprise might, uh, we fully support all of that stuff, all built-in, ready to go. Okay, and you mentioned there's no file system. That's because the LUNs themselves contain the file systems, right? They're just basically just a... Just no, the file system actually lives uh, above. So so we set below the the file, whatever is, is owning the file system. So it may be the, the file system built into an OS. It may be a file system that's mounted on top of an OS. Uh, maybe you've got, uh, for example, a, a Lustre file system sitting on top of a Linux environment, and it's the actual Lustre file system that's managing where the data is going to go. We're just uh, raw storage being presented up, and the the file system sitting above, or the application in some cases. Uh, you could think of uh, things like um, Oracle ASM uh, using EF as a read acceleration group in, a, in an Oracle database environment using their ASM feature. So again, uh, we bolt under all. Of that stuff very seamlessly. So, are there there are no LUNs involved? Is it just all? Yeah, we we actually as our storage hierarchy is we put the set of drives together again either in a dynamic disk pool or volume group. We create volumes from that. Uh, the volume is presented to a host entity that you it's a software entity that you create in Centristy and you map that volume to that host. And in the act of mapping the volume to the host, it's assigned a LUN number. It's not a separate capacity. So in Fastland, as you carve up capacity, you you have volumes, and then from volumes you can carve up one or more LUNs from that capacity. Uh, in E-series land, the volume is what you present to the host, and a LUN is just the number that that's assigned to that volume as it's assigned to the host. So it's it's all the same capacity. It's not a different capacity on the E-Series side. So again, a very flat, very very straightforward mo uh, storage model. So I, can I do multiple volumes in the same system, or is it just? Oh, sure. You know, yeah, you can do up to thousands uh, of volumes. I think uh, 2048 volumes on the 5000 product um, line. I think 1024 volumes on the 2000 series product line. So yeah, it, it'll go up to super large systems. It'll also go up to um, super large volumes. Uh, in dynamic disk pools, you could go up to two pibibyte volume there. Uh, in a, in a, a RAID 10 scenario where you're using all the drives in the system, you could theoretically have a single volume that is the entire capacity of the system, so multiple, uh, multiple petabytes of capacity in a single volume. The theoretical limit for volume in a volume group scenario is actually in the exabyte range in, in E-series, so there's really no upper volume limit. Uh, it's really uh, capped in the size of the, the volume group or, or the dynamic disk pool 
um, that you're working with. Again, in Dynamic Disciples, we do have a two, two Pebby Byte uh, cap today. And if I want to add new storage, I can bolt new E-series into this cluster. And if I can do that, um, how, how many can I get in there? Yeah, the way, the way that works is um, we have a, a max number of shelves supported. So if you purchased a system and, and say you started off with two shelves and, and we support on the 5000 series, uh, the 5000 hybrid product, up to eight shelves now. So it, say you started with two and you needed some more capacity, it's very easy to bolt in the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, uh, and, and grow capacity and add it live uh, while you still serve an I.O. doesn't disrupt the system. You can add the capacity in. Uh, you could either expand existing volume groups or, or dynamic disk pools, or you could just present new uh, dynamic disk pools of volume groups and um, and, and present the, the storage up to the same host or, or different host. And, and you know, the, the other nice thing, the very simple model of presenting the volumes to the host, that we also support that for host groups. So if you have a cluster of, of, of Windows hosts and you need to present uh, a LUN to the cluster of hosts, we also support a clustering model within Santricity that you can um, associate those hosts together. You can assign some of the storage to that group so that all of the members of the group can can access the storage. But on top of that, you can also assign individual LUNs or individual volumes to hosts within the group that the group can't see. So that's the nice thing about storage partitioning in, in E-Series. It's, again, it's a very easy model to use. It's a very flexible model to use. Uh, serves all of the different use cases out there that, that we run into, whether it's uh, something out in Hollywood and a, and, a, and a quantum file system, quantum store next file system for kind of video type applications, or, or whether it's something uh, much more traditional in a, in a data center or, or a financial application, databases, uh, all, all of that applies. Is there a performance hit once you start growing the storage out? I mean, does it have to rebuild anything, or is it just kind of just, just goes? It, no, it, it, it really is pretty flat. Um, the way the system works is it, it will throttle up to a, a certain level of performance, and, and then it, it won't exceed that level of performance. It kind of maxes out the platform. And so, you know, as long as you have headroom in the system, uh, as you're adding the storage, and and again, you know, have a, a in the interest of simplicity, um, as you go into the the uh, uh, management app, the very first thing you see right up on front is is performance, and we show you right there uh, how much overhead is left in your system, what your CPU utilization is, so you can make a choice uh, right away if if your system is able to to withstand more I/O, uh, and you can grow that system and and do more with it. Uh, if you are sustaining the same level of I.O. and just growing capacity, uh, that's flat. You can grow that all day long, and you'll have the same uh, same performance level. Okay. And you mentioned Santricity a few times. Uh, what is that? Yeah, Santricity is it's actually uh, a couple of things branded under Santricity. It's our OS, so it's our firmware and our MVS RAM bundled together. But now with the new platforms, the 2800, 5700, EF570, um, those all have the built-in management app, which is also called San or named Centricity. So Centricity OS is the bundle of software, the controller firmware, the MVS RAM, uh, and the management app all bundled together. Uh, we call that the Centricity OS. If you're talking about the management app itself, it's Centricity System Manager now. The old thick, uh, desktop thick client was called Centricity Storage Manager, and, and that's what manages the earlier generation uh, E5600, EF560, uh, E2700 arrays, and, and the earlier arrays prior to that, the 5500, 5400 models as well. Okay. 
So it sounds like E-Series is something you can get that's you know inexpensive, uh, large capacity, very fast. I mean, we often refer to that as the drag racer, right? That you know, you're know you not going to get a ton of features, but you're going to go really fast, and you're going to like it a lot. Um, that said, I mean, it sounds like there's a, a specific use case in mind for the E-Series. So, Akash, what are people using the E-Series for today? So, uh, before I begin on the use cases, I want to go back to the same point Todd mentioned a couple of times is the application is what drives the data management needs. That is what gives ECs that speed and that ability to grow at a faster pace and to to drill into what ECs use and what customers are looking into ECs, I kind of we kind of look it up in four different ways. So the first one would be backup and recovery, which I handle, and I'm going to go into details of each one of them, but the first one would be backup and recovery. Next would be video surveillance, which is something we are investing a lot in. We've seen a lot of growth in that. Um, technical computing, and finally, big data analytics. So let, let me start with video surveillance, since that's something I spoke about and I said we're investing a lot in. Um, we recently came out with a new website, which is on netapp.com. If that has all the resources you need, we, we pro- probably put the link in the blog. Is that right, Justin? Yes, we will put the link in the blog. Okay. It will be there, we promise. <laughs> so we have the link in the blog. We, we have new solution briefs. We have a good bunch of collateral with our partners, with Access, Milestone. So we have a lot of investment going on with video surveillance. We are selling all over, if not over, just restricted to the North America. We're selling it in MIA, APAC, so it's all over. So if you need any information, we'll be more than happy to help you with that. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out is that we recently have, uh, we got a new business development manager for video surveillance, uh, Tim Chun, and he is looking into different opportunities and he's the right resource to help you out with any information you need. So um, reach out to him. If you need more information, we'll be more than happy to help you out over there. So. Video surveillance is one of them. Um, Next, I'll go to backup and recovery, something which I cover. Um, Again, with backup and recovery, with our NetApp portfolio, we have a lot of different products. We have your ONTAP product, we have SolidFire, we have HCI, we have Altavol, Grid. So ECs has its own place in the portfolio. uh, We, again, once again, it's the backup and recovery is managed by our application. So whether it's Commvault, Veeam, Veritas, we have the application drive the data management need, take care of compression, deduplication, your scheduling, everything is taken care of the application, and we present that simple block storage. So with regards to backup and recovery, we have a full-fledged reference architecture guide with Veeam, with Commvault, we have information with Veritas too. So a lot of good information out there. So if you need more information, want to learn more about it, reach out to us. And uh, we have a really cool video on netapp.com too on why ECs for backup and recovery. So go check it out. That'll give you a one minute overview on where you can use this product. Moving on to big data analytics. Um, we look into Splunk over there. We recently came out with a new TR with Hadoop. So um, I don't have the product, uh, the TR number in hand. Todd can, Todd can give that later or we'll add it to the blog. Um, and we, with Splunk, we have a converged infrastructure group solution. We have a TR. So a lot of good information over there. And we're looking into a possibility of and actually investing in how we can do well with artificial intelligence. The, the speed which E-series and EF-series provide will give you a good platform for artificial intelligence and growth over there. And finally, technical computing. 
Again, we have a new business development manager, uh, Harold Rusty Brown. He was part of NetApp for a large number of years. He was uh, SE over here, and now he's come up and ha- going to help us with the technical computing swim lane. So we see a lot of growth over there. We see a lot of investment in that space. And basically, with the technical computing swim lane, we're looking at parallel file systems like Luster, GPFS, and those are the areas we're trying to invest in. Uh, we're even looking into the possibility of how ECs with this fast pace can sit next to the cloud and use the compute of the cloud and the storage and the reliability of ECs and build a good solution on that. And we've seen a lot of growth in that area too. So there's a lot of different use cases with ECs, as I mentioned, but we are very focused on these areas and we want to grow in those areas for sure. So you mentioned big data. Um, for those of us who are unaware of the term. I mean, we've heard it. You know, we've all heard big data and we're all like, oh yeah, nod our heads, you know, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what is it, right? Like what do, what do people use it for? So for big data, let me go back to one of our things which we talk about the most, which is Splunk. And um, when when you have, with, with Splunk, where you have a lot of databases and you need that fast speed and reliability, ECs is what we can use with that. Basically, when you have a large amount of data and you need to process that amount of data with uh, with an application like Splunk, ECs is a good solution for that. And whether it's Splunk, whether it's Oracle databases, our EFCs platform and ECs hybrid platform provide a particularly good interface to manage that data, store that data, as well as do analysis on that data. Okay. Uh, so we have big data. We have surveillance uh, for video. Um, what was the other one you mentioned? Technical computing and backup and recovery. Okay, backup and recovery and technical computing. So, um, those are a few use cases for the E series. What sort of things should we not be positioning the E series for? So, let me, let me take the example of backup and recovery. For example, you if if you want a file system or you want inbuilt compression and deduplication, a very good snapshot technology like Todd mentioned. ECs is not the storage for that. There you go to ONTAP for that, where they have, for example, with Commvault, we have an IntelliSnap. We have an integration on a snapshot level. With Veeam, we have a snapshot integration with ONTAP. We don't have that with ECs. Over here, what we want is where an application is capable of driving the data management need, and you rel- you, all you want is simple block storage, which is inexpensive, easy to scale, fast. That's where you position ECs. So... The use cases is basically a broad, uh, a broad uh, effect of what all we think is where we ECs can play well with. Anything, Todd? You want to add to that? Yeah, I think there's a, a a couple things there. One is it's really about listening to the customer. So if the customer is happy with their software decision, they're happy with what's going on in their Veeam environment. Uh, they're not an ONTAP customer today. Maybe they're an EMC shop. Uh, there's no sense in walking away from that customer off our E-Series because E-Series is a great fit in that environment. We're not asking them to change their data management model. Uh, we're giving them a really, really effective, cost-effective uh, storage target for the software choice that, that they've made. So I, I think that's um, that's one thing is, is listen to the customer and offer the, the right product that, that fits that, uh, that desire. But I think there's a, another place where... Uh, E-Series never, ever fits, and ONTAP fits 
just wonderfully, and that's VDI environments. So if you have a VDI opportunity, don't offer E-Series. Go out and, and talk to them about ONTAP because ONTAP provides the, the kind of deduplication, compression, the kinds of things that, that people need, that deep integration in VMware, that, the things that they need for that environment. Uh, if, they've, uh, you know, if, if they've purchased VMware, uh, they're a, a VMware shop and, and maybe they're an EMC shop, uh, E-Series is a, a great storage target in an ESX environment where they're using, uh, using VMware up front and they're not looking for the extra data management capability that ONTAP offers. So again, it's really about listening to that customer. Um, it's really about offering the right product. You know, uh, my opinion in, in a video surveillance opportunity, uh, you know, I don't know why you'd offer anything other than E-Series. It's, uh, it is the cost-effective platform for customers in, in that video surveillance space. So, uh, it, you know, I think both have um, excellent opportunities and, and offer uh, really, really great things for our customers, but it's a, a matter of listening to the customer and, and going out there and making sure that we put our best foot forward every time. And um, I'd be remiss if I didn't do a podcast without mentioning Flex Groups, because that's, that's what I do, right? <laughs> but I'm going to mention it this way. So um, I've, I've been asked a few times, you know, hey, would Flex Groups be a good fit for something like video surveillance? And while it would work, it wouldn't be able to outperform an E-series. You know, just fact of the matter is E-series is where you want to put your video surveillance. In most of the cases, you've got it. Unless you have some strange requirement to do snapshots and backups, uh, do you snap mirror or something? Then you know, then maybe flex groups would make sense. But for large bucket, raw performance, you know, up to the minute buffering of video, E series is what you want to look at. Yeah, you know, in that space, the video surveillance software itself, the video server software, has gotten so smart out there in the industry. Milestone now, you know, will do things like write two different streams from the camera itself. Uh, so one to your primary storage, one to your secondary storage, and just completely eliminates the need for uh, kind of that mirroring and that snap capability uh, in the back-end storage. So, you know, again, if you're working with a, a customer that has, has spent the money for Milestone, they've invested in that software, they've, they've made a business decision around that software, um, and, and so, you know, the best play there is to help them leverage the investment they made and give them a platform that integrates with Milestone uh, like the like E-Series the e and, and EF-Series platforms do. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, this is NetApp E-Series. So, you know, if you're selling them NetApp, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> whether, whether it's E-Series or not, I don't care. It, it, yeah, you know, if we, if we open the door with one of our products um, and we build a trusted relationship, then it allows us to have the broader conversation, uh, it, regardless of which product we came through the door with. It's uh, really about making sure that, that we do the right thing the first time out so that we get the second time, third time, fourth time opportunity. Would you say that E-Series is the gateway drug into NetApp? Potentially. Uh, you know, we first see taste that. is free, sort of. Not really. <laughs> we we kind of see that in a couple of different ways. Um, again, because we don't go out and and manage the data. You know, people feel very very passionately about the management of their data. They also feel extremely passionate about you know getting their data back when they want it, and and that's what E Series is really great at. But uh, but they're very passionate about how they manage their data, and and they're very opinionated about how much their data will dedupe and and how much benefit they get from from this and that. And and it's a it's a super complex um, 
complex conversation. With E-Series, you know, you can go into an environment where we're struggling to get a footprint, uh, but they have a, a performance problem with the database. And say it's Oracle, say it's uh, Microsoft SQL Server, uh, EF is a, a great thing to, to enter that account with because you can solve that performance problem by leveraging what they have in place, not disrupting their data management. Uh, give them a platform that solves the problem, builds a trusted relationship, and pretty soon you're having the backup conversation or you're having the video surveillance conversation or maybe you're having the, the primary uh, data conversation because now they're thinking, well, gosh, you know, maybe our web interfaces, our customer interfaces are too slow, and and maybe we need to accelerate those, and and gosh, maybe we need some some more premium feature around that, so maybe that becomes a, an all flash fast um, opportunity at that point. So so again, it's really about having that good first customer experience and 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 getting out there um, and and taking care of a problem becoming a trusted advisor EF is, and, and accelerating the workload is, is just a great way to do that in an environment that, um, you know, we're not the primary storage. Uh, does the E-Series tie in at all to on-command insight or the you know, data management tools like that? Yeah, on-command insight does have a, a data source for E-Series, so it'll collect on it um, and, and present uh, information around that. Um, it's it's no special integration beyond uh, typical data source and and typical management that that on command uh, provides, uh, but we do uh, have other elegance built into the product through our APIs. Uh, we have a Splunk plugin for Splunk monitoring as one example that um, is is pretty cool. You can drill down uh, into your storage and and really see what's going on from the the Splunk interface and and use the Splunk monitoring tools um, uh, ready to go. So so again, uh, it's it's straightforward. It's it's easy to use, but it also has some elegance in there. If you need to integrate that into an enterprise environment, it, it fits right in. Are there any simulators out there we can test out, kick the tires on, or is it all just de video demos and that sort of thing? No, we, we do. We have three simulators. It's out on the field portal. Um, I've, uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of different um, information out there uh, in addition to the, those three simulators. But if you go out to the field portal uh, and at the, the main landing page of the field portal, you just do simply a search for keyword Santricity, capital S-A-N, lowercase T-R-I-C-I-T-Y. So Santricity, uh, capital S-A-N, will pull all of the E-Series content for you. That's the one keyword that, that we use for everything. So if you go there, um, you pull that up, um, and and just X out of the, the things that are archived. There's a bunch of archived content out there that's still valid, so we don't throw it away. But uh, if you X out of the archived content, make your list a little smaller, scroll down just a little bit, you'll see those simulators listed in there. You'll see all the product TRs listed in there. Uh, all the information to get started, the SC training deck is there. That uh, it's now north of 320 pages. Yeah. Don't worry, I know it's huge, but it's fully linked navigation. So, so if you go to the table of contents, you can click out into the section you want, and and there's also return navigation to take you back. So, so it's it's easy to get around, even though it's a huge doc. Um, it's got all the the basic information there, and also has the links to the simulators there as well. One thing I'll say about the simulators, it's different than the fast simulator. Uh, fast will actually. Um, commandeer a little bit of storage in your laptop or your computer and and use that simulate around that uh, e-series is completely artificial so so it'll use some memory 
uh, out of your your box, but it does not commandeer storage. Everything you see there is uh, fictional, including the performance that will start running for you when you map a, a, a volume to a host. Uh, it will automatically show you some I/O in the performance monitor, so you can see how that that performance monitor works and behaves. But again, all of that is is artificial. Um, and, and contained right there, uh, local in, in the box you install it on. So you were mentioning how to search on Field Portal. Is it seriously a case-sensitive search? Can I not just do Santricity lowercase? Did you not include that keyword? Um, so so <laughs> I, I do include that keyword. All right, good. But, but I will tell you that there's no way to cover all of the combinations in 10, the, the 10 opportunities they give you on the Field Portal. And so... Uh, what I have noticed is that um, intuitively everyone who posts E-Series content to the field portal intuitively uses the way Santricity is um, spelled in the, in the product name, which is, again, capital S-A-N, lowercase, uh, Tricity, T-R-I-C-I-T-Y. So uh, if you spell it the way it, it, the product name is, um, everybody seems to get that one right. All right, Field Portal Search presented without commentary. Um, <laughs> moving on, so Field Portal itself is internal and partners only. Um, if I'm a customer and I'm interested in getting this information, how would I go about that? Yeah, netup.com. So if you go out to www.netup.com and you scroll all the way to the very bottom, um, you'll see there a, a link for the library. And if you click on the library link, you can sort by... Um, analyst report, customer story, data sheet, technical report, white paper. If you just select technical report and then again search by Santricity, the way the product name is spelled, capital S-A-N-Tricity, T-R-I-C-I-T-Y, uh, you will get all of the E-Series content uh, out there on uh, netapp.com as well. As a matter of fact, I just did it before uh, before we started, and it pulled up 284 docs. Uh, and the very top one is the the newest one that's been published, which is that Hadoop that refreshed uh, Hadoop TR TR number 39 uh, 3969. So again, um, really easy to find our content if you if you just remember that one one keyword. That seems to be the the one uh, intuitive E-Series word for posting content. All right. So we've talked about what E-Series is, what we can use it for. So let's dive into the new stuff. Um, I, I, we had a new release of a product line for E-Series. So if you could tell us about that. Yeah, we did. Um, back in September, we launched our um, Santristi OS 1140 version. And so that version brings some, some new things to all of the, the new generation of E-Series arrays. Uh, that's the 2800, the E5700, and EF570. Uh, and that is security for the management interface. So we now support uh, LDAP and RBOC. We have, um, you can uh, add in multiple LDAP servers, um, depending on how large your enterprise is. So if you, you needed multiples, we support multiples. Um, we have five user roles. So again, uh, if you are the large enterprise that has a, a contractor out in a colo somewhere that is, is doing work and they need just uh, monitor access, we have a monitor role. Uh, if you're the storage admin, we have a storage admin role, security role, um, overall admin role, um, support role as well. So uh, 
very flexible for that that large enterprise environment, multiple groups uh, managing the storage. And uh, we also have implemented an, an audit log for all of the interfaces. So this is this is for all of the Centristy system manager uh, built-in web-based management interfaces now have that capability. So again, you know, you can see uh, just changes on your system, or if you want to see every navigation that someone makes, you can actually track every uh, every click if you want to as, as well. So uh, that's that's new in the system. We also have new hardware in this release, and, and that's our new 5000 series, the, the 5700 mentioned a couple of times now, hybrid 5700. Uh, it increases our overall capacity capability on the 5000 product by 20%. So that takes us from 384 drives in the previous generation, the 5600 hybrid system, to uh, 480 drives in the new 5700 hybrid system. So uh, today we're shipping uh, 10 terabyte drives. Uh, as a matter of fact, this month we'll start shipping 12 terabyte drives. So if you think about 10 terabyte drives in that 480 drive system, it's 4.8 petabytes raw. Uh, the 12 terabyte, 5.7 petabytes raw. Uh, you can put all of that capacity in dynamic disk pools. Uh, we support up to six uh, PIBI bytes of capacity for dynamic disk pools. So if you, you wanted to go super large, but you want to go simple management, uh, we can do that with dynamic disk pools and, and present all of that capacity out. So, so all that's new in 1140. Um, we also have the new EF570 product. So, so you mentioned uh, fastest array. Uh, this one really just turns the the knob up. We uh, we were fast before, and now we are, uh, I think, legitimately super fast. We um, we submitted that to the SBC Council last September, and it was the first time here at NetApp we had we actually scored number one price performance in SBC one and number one price performance in SPC two. Same exact array, same exact configuration, super flexibility there, super performance. We're talking one million 4K read IOPS in a 2U24 chassis, 24 SSDs. That's one million 4K read IOPS, uh, random read IOPS uh, about. Uh, 16, 16 and a half gigabytes per second throughput on those 24 drives for reads. Uh, you add a second shelf, a few more drives, go up to about 32 drives, and you can get 21 gigabytes per second read. So, again, uh, super capability. And that's not at 4 or 5 milliseconds latency. That's at 1 millisecond latency. That's actually south of 1 millisecond latency, that 1 million 4K read IOPS. So uh, super, super fast a super capable box, and it and it brings all the same uh, built-in diagnostics capabilities, the drive evacuator feature, uh, dynamic disk pools. Um, we even have the SSD wear life now. Yeah, we, we, yeah, that's a, that's a new enhancement in 1140.1, uh, wear life tracking for SSDs. It's now super, super easy on, on E-Series. There's just one single indicator that, that tells you, uh, you know, how, how, how much wear is on your SSD. Uh, at 90%, it gives you a, a warning that uh, you have a drive that is, is coming to end of life at 95%, it pops up a recovery guru event. And it does that so that uh, people that are running SSDs can choose when they want to change that drive out uh, and have that, that group rebuild, whether it's a volume group, whether it's a dynamic disk pool. They can choose the time that that occurs as opposed to the SSD just running out of life and, and, and failing. So uh, so lots of enhancements around that uh, EF570 product and, and, and SSD monitoring really, again, to make it easy for the uh, the customer to use this, bolt it in, uh, forget about it. Does it come with a fire extinguisher? 
<laughs> for being so smoking fast. It's it's certainly smoking fast. You know, we have to change the tires at least once a week. You know, get out in the parking lot and just leave leave marks all over the place. I mean, it's uh, that that thing is um, it, it's fun to demonstrate. You know, it's it's really fun to 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 have something that. You know, you're talking through a demo, and and you go into the performance monitor, and and people all of a sudden realize, hey, hey, wait a minute, that's that's you know, 12 gigabytes per second you're showing me, or, or gosh, that's, you know, 700,000 IOPS, and and you're still 400 microseconds latency, um, wow, and and we get the wow factor, and, and that's fun. So swag ideas, you know, either fire extinguishers for Insight or little drag racers that are branded with E-Series. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Last, last year, Akash had a, a great one. Um, you know, we were so smoking fast that, that we needed fans to cool ourselves off. Yeah, the fans so. are good. They actually had the little light-up LEDs on there. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, with the EF570 logo and the 1 million, yeah. 1 million IOP uh, banner there. We get some Hot Wheels that are branded. That'd be pretty sweet. Yep. <laughs> I think that'd be a big, a big uh, seller there. Or not seller. You don't sell them. But, you know, anyway, people would want those. <laughs> they, they would. They would. I, I think, you know, would uh, we'd certainly have to lock the box up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what else we got new? Uh, is, that, is that pretty much the extent of it now? I mean, and if, if it is, I mean, that's fine. Uh, it's a lot. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's not all. We're, we, we still have more to talk about. Uh, I mentioned earlier that 100 gigabit uh, InfiniBand and that NVMe protocol uh, that's brand new to NetApp. First time that we've come out with a, an NVMe protocol, um, and so that's NVMe from the the host into our controllers, and then we make the protocol swap from NVMe to to SAS on the back end. Um, it's it's really a a great evolution in that NVMe path right now. End to end NVMe is is not quite baked for the market at this point, and and. What we've found is that because we have that 12 gig 4.5 back end, so we can throttle up to 48 gig between the controller and the drives in the back end SAS, and we use very high quality SAS drives. Um, you know, our latency is is really low, so we can take advantage of that NVMe protocol up front and deliver that reliable 120 microsecond latency in the platform today with NVMe in the front and and SAS in the back. So, uh, it's not a um, a, a protocol that's theoretical. It's it's not something that's coming. It's something that's there. We we have a couple of customers out there uh, beginning to use that and and more on the way. So, um, you know, I think that's that's really uh, bleeding edge, as it were, uh, in the in the Linux space to to take advantage of that protocol. And and we're going to see more of that in the industry as we go along. And and certainly we're going to be there. Yeah, 120 microseconds is kind of crazy to think about. That's near instantaneous, right? I mean, it's it's almost as good as if it were right there on like on the the host, right? Yeah, and and what's crazy is we're trying to figure out how do we go faster, and and we're we're going to go faster. We will we will see that. So next next release of E series is going to be actually time travel supported. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to see if we can send engineers remotely that way. Yeah, we're going to send the data the other way. Yeah. This is what you want to give me here. <laughs> Anything else besides? Yeah, no, I think you know those those were the the real keys. That new five thousand uh, fifty seven hundred product line. You know, twenty percent more capacity out there. Uh, able to drive that capacity with those new fifty seven hundred controllers. Those are um, 
what are eight core? Uh, Hit and go. Yeah, eight core processors. A um, little more memory than we've had in the past, so that we can uh, do some some cool new things in the future uh, on that platform as well. Yeah. Uh, and you know, of course, the faster host interfaces there on the 5000 product. That uh, that 25 gig iSCSI, the 32 gig FC. Uh, the 100 gigabit InfiniBand. The InfiniBand does uh, support three protocols. You know, traditionally we have supported ICER and SRP. That NVMe over Fabrics is the new one there. So, so you can switch protocols uh, between those on the fly. If you start NVMe, decide for some reason you don't like it or or didn't do what you wanted it to do, and you wanted to go back to ICER, no problem. You can do that on the fly. Just uh, load your your key file in, generate it on your own, no cost. Uh, make the switch. Make the switch on your host side, obviously. So you can switch all that on the fly like uh, no no disruptions uh, no no obviously it's going to go down and okay reboot. i was about to say yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When, when i say on the fly okay. i mean, I mean yeah. without having to pull hardware and 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 change okay. and, and all that stuff all delivered in software reboot change your host config and and go to the the other protocol you don't have to go mess with the storage array oh, i uh, thought it was like the turbo button on my hair clippers <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. no no, we're we're not there. Okay. Um, uh, also, the we do have base ports on the controller, so you can actually run two different protocols on these controllers natively. Uh, so you can run FC or iSCSI on the base port. You can run IB or or SAS or or more FC or iSCSI on the expansion ports. So very very flexible platform. Uh, it'll go super super fast on those new faster interfaces, or it'll, it'll bolt into older networks um, and throttle down and and you know still do one gig iSCSI, um, still do uh, eight gig FC. Uh, those kinds of things. If you're you're running into a little bit older environment, uh, this is a product that fits there and helps them uh, kind of move towards a new generation uh, new generation hardware as they evolve uh, in in that company space. So you find that in in a lot of small companies, uh, kind of medium companies are, are making that evolutionary hop. All right, so um, a lot of new stuff, uh, a lot of overview we talked about here as well. Uh, where can I find information if I want to, uh, I guess, add on to what I've learned here in this podcast as well as episode 104? It, yeah, there's a, a number of different ways that, that we go out and, and present. One is in the uh, NetApp demo series. Uh, we present an E-Series 101. Uh, there is a recording out there on the, the NetApp demo series, so you can go out and check that out, and, and you can show that to, to partners, customers um, as an introductory-type uh, uh presentation to the the product and and the the spaces that uh, the product fits into the use cases and that kind of information of course field portal is a, a great place if you're internal or partner uh, you can go out there to the field portal the se training deck i, I mentioned that certainly if you're netapp or your partner that's one that you'll want to have uh, that's where we we all, all of the tech marketing engineers uh, in the, the HSG organization contribute to that. Um, so the solution guys have, have stuff in there, and I have a lot of stuff in there around product. And, and so um, we have performance information in there. That's, that's a, uh, really a, a must-have for SEs and, and folks that are trying to get involved in, in E-Series. And, and again, if you're doing um, that keyword search, you know, Santricity, uh, capital S-A-N, so just like the, the product name is spelt, uh, if you're using that at netapp.com uh, in the technical reports library or you're using that on the field portal 
it will pull all of the e-series content for you one one keyword you don't have to remember a whole bunch uh that se training deck if you bookmark it one time you'll never have to bookmark it again because we never change that bookmark we just update the same deck with each release um, sometimes with each uh, maintenance release so if we add a, a functionality within a, a maintenance release like we did in our our, our recent uh, M1 release in 1140, 1140.1 is where we added that SSD wear life tracking. Uh, those kinds of things will go into that deck, get updated and reposted. So if you bookmark it once, uh, use that as a, a technical resource as you have questions, uh, then then certainly that's um, that's the way to go. And there's, there's one other place, and that's ng-e-series-info. So ng-e-series, one word, dash info. Um, that's a DL that is um, manned by not just the product people and us tech marketing people, but also a lot of the SEs that do E-Series business on a regular basis are very active on that, that distribution list. So if you have a question, uh, you need references, um, you need battle cards, uh, you need to know how to position against um, you know, other, other competitors in, in various different circumstances, you can send an email to that uh, distribution list and, and a, a whole host of different people will, will chime in kind of based on what the question is. Is that a public-facing DL? Can customers email that one? No, that one is a partner, um, NetApp and partner. Okay. Yeah, and one thing I'd like to add is if, if you already have an ECU system and the Centricity help section is excellent, so take advantage of that. If you want to learn more about your system, understand how it works and everything, the help section on Centricity is excellent, so take advantage of that too. All right, Todd, Akash, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, if people want to get in touch with you again, Todd, how do they reach you? Yeah, email is the, the best way to get me. That's uh, Todd, T-O-D-D dot Edwards at NetApp.com. And Akash. So, Akash akash.gupta2 at netapp.com since we have multiple Akash Guptas over here or you could be akashg at netapp.com I thought there could be only one Akash I thought so too but mm, I thought, thought that was in like the employee handbook like only only, <laughs> only one Akash per organization oh don't even get him started on the Akash stories <laughs> <laughs> this, will, this will go down the rat hole quickly yeah <laughs> alright they don't get a lot of Justin Parisi, so that's good. Yeah, we only have other, one other Parisi here, and he's Francisco or Francesco or something. So there's, I'm never going to get confused with that guy. <laughs> All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Akash Gupta and Todd Edwards for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.